0: This is Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, butchers on the ball for United, and our Dundee on the move. Hello, I'm Tom Duthie, welcome, podcasting. Along with me on our teams, as usual this week, are Graeme Finnan, Hello. You're Swift. Hello. And back from his holly bobs, George Cran. Hello, George. Hello. It's nice to be back. Did you have a nice holiday? It was lovely. Yeah. Right, and We've got a couple of bits. Before... Before we get into the nitty gritty, we have a couple of bits of housekeeping to take care of. First, I want a medal. I'm under the weather today, but I'm still here. Along with you, chaps. It's a euphemism. It, it's on obviously it's it obviously because I had my booster and my flu jab on <laughs> Friday. It's nothing to do with a day out in Glasgow yesterday, or the fact that for those of you not listening live, which is everybody, the fact that George scheduled this for ridiculous o'clock in the morning.
1: I offered two o'clock and nobody took it. So, uh,
0: that's I, well, my I fault.
1: A, I was drunk in Glasgow. I couldn't <laughs> accept. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's definitely the booster. but But, but, hey get that booster it's great (laughs) I don't believe all these conspiracy theories from my left arm Bill Gates told me everything's okay (laughs) (laughs) the other thing we'll have to deal with much more seriously is obviously a lot happened at Tannadice at the weekend in the Dundee United game Um, Funzo Ojo was the centre of attention but because uh, court proceedings have been insignificant instigated, we're not permitted to discuss that in any great detail, which is only fair because British justice and all that, we have to obey the law but to get into that game, the one thing we can say, without going into the details of the incident Ojo was red carded, what does the panel think, was the red card valid
2: or was it harsh Ewan, you, you were there. Right. I've got a I've probably got an alternative viewpoint to a lot of people on this, right? I think it's it's harsh to a large degree, right? Let's let's just say the what what led to him ultimately getting the red card, or potentially led to him ultimately getting the red card, is really it's really harsh for him. Um however, there is an argument to suggest that he might have left the field of play. So by the letter of the law, the referee could claim that, but let's some sensibility around it, you know. Um um, but yeah, I feel sorry from what what I will say about the red card as well is that it did potentially change the game at that point because um, obviously three minutes earlier we'd seen Callum Butcher walking for Duny-United and you think what advantage Aberdeen here? Um, but just before half time, it's then suddenly ten v ten, and that changes the complexion of the game. So it then suddenly becomes all equal again. So um, it did have the the ins- there's no doubt about it. The sending off. Um, and reducing Aberdeen to 10 men did have an impact on the game. Um, so that's my viewpoint. I was looking for a yes or no.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I I didn't need water and peace. <laughs> <laughs> George? Uh, by the letter of the law, it probably is a yellow card, but I think they're has fast to show a bit of common sense with the, the whole situation that's going on, I think. Uh, so not for me. Well said and kept brief. Now, I know... <laughs> Bear's gonna
0: go off on a tangent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about something that happened in Dens in nineteen oh four when Bobby Madden was a younger referee.
3: You're thinking, Bear? No, I agree with the, the lads I thought was it was it was harsh. Um we could look at Bobby Madden when he he failed to pull the red card out of <laughs> Dens when Paul McMullen was signed by John lads. McLaughlin in the box earlier <laughs> in the season. So he's not our favourite referee on uh, uh, a bit dense part, but uh, yeah, I think that incident alone, isolating that incident, it was, it was a bit harsh, Tom. Right. Is it fair to say, Bobby Madden, I always like the way he
0: controls a game, and he seems to have a good rapport with players, but he lets himself down at times with strange decisions.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that, and actually actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, admit my own mistake on Saturday, because I was a bit quick off the draw with the first red card which we can talk about in a bit more detail when Callum Butcher got sent off because I saw the incident and then I saw replays of the incident because I was able to quickly catch the TV replays and every time I saw the TV replays it still looked as though Ryan Edwards was um, next to Ramirez in that incident and Butcher hadn't intervened until I saw a different camera angle after the game. But I thought it'd been mistaken identity and I thought, God, Bobby Madden's made a mess of this. So I apologise for that because actually looking back at that incident, um, that was a clear red card for Callum Butcher. I don't think there's any arguments about that. I mean he's he's not fly enough, you know. Uh, I Ryan Edwards is Ryan Edwards is Wait a minute, bu-
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. A clear red card.
2: A clear red Callum, card.
0: Callum Butcher went for the ball. He got the ball. How's which that? A ball? Card? Uh, he got both balls at the same time.
2: Uh, but yeah, I mean I mean Ryan Ed- right, Ryan Edwards was clearly pushed in the back, which started the incident by Ramirez. Ramirez bundled him over. You could see that clear as day. Ryan Edwards is as a man that'll stand up for himself. Let's just say that. So Ryan Edwards stands up. But then Ryan Edwards didn't do enough to merit anything, and I thought, and, and Ramirez suddenly goes down. Like I don't know, it just went down very quickly, and I thought, oh God, it was a bit theatrical that. But then, when you see the TVD plays on Sky later on, it's a clear red card. Callum Butcher's yeah. not cute enough, you know. And oh, it's, I, I,
0: well, there was a thing about it though. I think it's one of these. He probably he, Tam Courts probably has to find him, has to remind him he's got a responsibility as his captain. But is it just me, but? It was very entertaining. <laughs> well, do you it know what? Was just fu- it was funny. and and But he should, in the end, it's great for us because we're watching and we want to be entertained. But Butcher, as I say, he's got a job to do. He's got a responsibility to the team and he's captain. And he really, as, as brilliantly aimed as the flick was and effective too. he really shouldn't have done it. <laughs>
1: I like that about Callum Butcher, not obviously getting sent yeah. off, but that fiery kind of nasty streak. I think teams need that. And I think he's he's really good for United because he brings that in, in the centre midfield. But maybe. I'm uh, a big fan. Maybe, I'm a big fan of him, but he needs, he needs to take his medicine. For maybe that aim one. a wee bit higher or lower next time, I think. I don't know.
0: He should get a ban and an award for entertainment. <laughs> he should get an entertainment bonus and he should get it taken <laughs> off the red card.
2: Well, the interesting thing about that incident is that actually the square root of nothing had happened until that point. So we're sitting there going, God, this, this uh, derby hasn't really uh, taken off, you know, it hasn't taken off, but my God, the rest of the game was fantastic. And it was so, so if, if anything, it, it should be awarded points for um, uh, lifting the entertainment value of the game, like you say, so. Yeah, but it, it could have cost you a dear. Yeah, no, and a serious point, right, and a serious point, Callum Butcher has barely, Um, kicked a ball for Dundee United since the derby, since he came off injured in the derby and since he'd been out the side since the derby and it's not doing his chances of cementing a regular place and quite a busy Dundee United midfield when everybody's fit. It's not doing his chances a great deal of good. Although, I will say, I take your point from Elliot, he offers something completely different from what a lot of the other midfielders offer in United. There's a lot of good footballing players in that midfield and he brings a bit of bite to the midfield. So, I do like him as a player, but that's not going to help him over the next few weeks, I don't think, in terms of regaining his place in the side. Does anybody know if Ramirez counted them to make sure they were still there? Well, there's, there's that image of Ramirez. I don't... I. I. I I haven't like been able to ascertain whether that's actually before or after, this But he's sitting on the deck with a big massive cheesy and smile on his face, so I don't know if that's after after he realises um, that Butcher's been sent off for it, or or whether that's a, that's just the cameras lying there, you know. So right. so he's done a he's done a Ronaldo then, mind the, like the Rooney. Well, the, yep. Rooney certainly the United foot, fans will I... claim that anyway, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think any any a lot of the United fans that I've read on social media are, are fully accepting that Butcher had to go.
0: It was a red card. That's possibly the most embarrassing red card of this season. But it wasn't. It was it. It was indeed a red card. But hey, in the end, after all the turmoil, uh, events at the towards the end of the first half. Great three points for United.
2: Yeah, I think, and and I put in my report, Tam Kurtz has found he finds a way to win football matches. You know, I mean, we've, we've spoken about this before, about the, the boring Arsenal 1-0 to the boring Arsenal, and it's another 1-0 for Dunne United. But, you know, when I was speaking to Kieran Freeman after the game, Kieran Freeman was making the point that we never panic because we always believe we will get that goal, even if it's towards the end of the game. You know, we always believe there's a goal in us, and if we can keep the door locked, then we'll get a goal and. There is something about Dundee United that there's that belief, um, and I know they've been on a sticky patch recently. You know, I know they, I know they they lost to St Johnston and they had that heavy defeat at Tynecastle. But there's something about them this season that I really believe that Tam Kutters just seems to win the big games when they matter. Um, so, and it was like that. You know, I I genuinely turned around to one of our colleagues, Jim Spence, um, in the second half, and I said, Dundee United are going to win this one now. I genuinely said that, and 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 I hope I get backed up by that. But I genuinely said that. I just felt that that's that's the way well, the game we'll, was going. Well,
0: fact check this afterwards, Ewan. Given it's, it's hardly <laughs> the, about a ninth one 0 of the season, you're you're not no getting no. this week's Mystic <laughs> Meg prize.
3: <Yeah. laughs> no, I've got I've got to say as well. I mean, I was I wasn't at the game, but I, I was watching the, the the scores as they were coming in. And when it got to about seventy minutes, Ewan, and you see it's still nil now. There is a belief that Dungeon United are going to get that goal now because they've done it so often in, in the past, you know, and, and and as you've just said, the, the team will obviously believe it themselves. Kieran Freeman's actually saying it, so it's a great position for you to be in, you know, you've got great, it's, it's, it's worse if it's the other way when you're leaking late goals and they're costing you games, but Dungeon United obviously feel now that, you know, it doesn't matter if it's nothing's up in a game, we, c- we can get somebody to hear. and even if they don't, they'll still walk away with a point, and it's not the worst place in the world in the, in, in the top flight if, if that actually happens, but, it's quite remarkable, United, United's you know, another clean sheet and, you know, where they're sitting on 20, 24 points at this point in time. And I think looking at the game, I've seen the highlights of the game. I think Aberdeen probably, from what I saw, they edged the better chances in the game. But then, you know, it's all about scoring goals in football. It's all about that's how you, that's how you win matches. So, United know, you deserve three points for, for that alone. And I've seen it... Um, you know the the press reports at the end in Aberdeen. You know we've seen, you know the the players moaning about the red card, and we've seen their manager moaning about the red card, and we've we've now seen that their, their, their chief executive moaning about the red card. But for me, it's
0: not um, a game maybe, the,
3: the, the fact exactly, there was a long way to go, and United already had a man sent off, so it was ten v ten, Tom. So it was it was it was even Stevens. I think what Aberdeen are actually doing here. They're covering up a lot of cracks that they've got in their their, their team at the moment. I think the, the, the message coming out from Aberdeen is let's look at the red card and let's forget about the three points that they've just lost because they're, they're in a bit, of, a bit of a bit of a mire up there at this point in time. They're in the bottom six and I think that, that covered over a lot of sort of talking points for them to be having a look at. But on Twatins 1street, all we're worried about is, is our own size and, and well played at Courts United, they did it again. They're the 1-0 masters. Yeah, and bear Pierre- as a resident goalkeeping expert,
0: great mm-hmm. finish from uh, you know Ian Harks. But where, it was, where, where very, where was Joe m-
3: Lewis? I was. Yeah, I was very strange. Tom, when the corner came across, I mean, it's obviously going through everybody at the front. It's coming out towards the edge of the box. But here, fair play to Ian Harks. I mean, he was he was standing side on, so all he did, and that's a lesson for everyone here. Every, just get a shot on the target. Just yeah. put the ball on the target and make the keeper save it. I don't know what Joe. I think Joe Lewis must have lost the ball as it no. went through everyone because he, he never moved his feet across to get across to the middle of the goal whatsoever. Normally, He move you moved to the front post yeah, and stopped? Normally, well, that would be a natural reaction if you're a goalkeeper and the ball's coming in at that height. You edge towards the front post, but as soon as it's missing everybody, you then you you get back to, to cover the middle of the goal. And Harks didn't he didn't hit it particularly cleanly. He just knocked it towards the target. Fear, it, was, it was, To be fair, it was curling away into the, into the right-hand corner, and whether whether Joe Lewis would have got across in time. But my goodness, he didn't seem. To, I think he must have lost the ball in flight, and before he before he looked, it was in the back of his net. And uh, well done, Ian Harks.
1: That was it was a uh, great piece of was a great say, piece of technique. Yeah.
0: Yeah, George, you suffered one of these goals in the derby. Uh, but what a season he's having.
1: Yes, I was just looking at his his stats just before. That's, that's three goals he scored this season. know, you, you happy with no. that? No, <laughs> Sorry, well, I'd I'd step I'll need you to get better stats <laughs> than that. I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: well,
1: that, like, the goal in the derby, the winner in the derby, the winner in the new firm derby, and he, well, was it was it was the opener at Celtic Park, was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, when they got a point, so that's three goals that have led All to right. what seven points. I mean, that's that's massive. Um, I was when he first came to United. I was always liked it. I thought he was a really nice player. Just whether he could have that, maybe he's land off uh, Calum Butcher a wee bit. Have that wee kind of nasty streak or, or be a bit harder. It was a bit easy to to push off the ball and stuff before. But I, th- I think he's really grown in his his place at United. Um, and I, I was just having a look at the the table as well. I mean United are playing Ross County away Saturday, bottom of the league. Rangers themselves take like, the top two are playing on Sunday, so United can actually go second with a win. Um up at Ross County, bottom of the league. I mean, that's it's been an incredible season, really. If you if you look at if they end up second on Saturday, it's it'd be an unbelievable run they've been on.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned earlier that they'd had a bit of a blip uh against St. Johnson and then Hearts, but if you've had that blip and two games later, you go you can go second in the table and do that. It's
2: great progress. Yeah, I think I've probably been a wee bit harsh with the St. John's the game because that was just a Xander Clark wonder show that, that cost them that game. But the, the Hearts game, I think you can take that game in isolation because, I'd, as I pointed out in a previous podcast, they'd gone, had taken them nine games to concede five goals and then they conceded them in less than a game. And I think it's it was uncharacteristic defending in the Hearts game. Um, and I think we, can, we, we saw that they showed... Trod themselves back up again, and I think that's that's the key thing about Dunn United as the defensive side of things. Another thing that I'm going to I'm going to try and look at the stats because I'm, I'm not happy that George has stolen my <laughs> thunder <laughs> There, but I'm 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 going to be looking in. It'll probably be, uh, a piece that I'll publish. I'm going to look in the the lens, the, the the kind of improvement that Tam Courts has brought to some of the players in that team from last season because I'm thinking of players like Ian Harks. I'm thinking of players like Ryan Edwards, who did well last season, but he stepped up a level, you know. And I'm thinking of Peter Pollitt as well, although it wasn't his best game on Saturday. But those three players for me have been a feature of the success of Tam Kortz's management. It's not just about recruiting players and putting a team together, it's about what added value can you bring to individual players. And I think that that's that's probably a big a big part of why Dunn United have done well last season. And good news on the contract front, it looks like
0: Kieran Freeman might extend his stay.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's initial talks at the minute, but I mean, all the indications from Kieran are that he would love to stay at Done United, and you know, I'd be absolutely delighted for him um, because, I mean, when you watch him play, he plays with such enthusiasm, he plays with a real smile on his face, um, he's energetic and then you know then you learn his story, and his story is a really hard one. You know, he goes down to Southampton at the age of sixteen, leaves the Dun United Academy, thinks that he's, you know, he's got a big chance to play down in English football. And then he suffers three consecutive serious knee injuries. So he's got three years of that. And at that age, from the ages of sixteen to nineteen, to go through that kind of level, most players or a lot of players would give up football. And and that would be a, a real travesty for somebody who has talent. So you can that's why you if it, if it does come to pass and I think it will come to pass that he he prolongs his stay at Dundee United I think that would be fantastic for him but also great for Dundee United because they've got a player there that's that's really really determined to make an impact and and, and has obviously got an attachment to the club um they've taken him back in um and he wants to do the best for them and I've seen some of the nice comments online since that that story came out and some people are suggesting he's a future captain. Um, which I can see because, I mean, if, if you want your captain to talk, he can certainly talk. He can talk more than me. so um, No. He can, honestly. he <laughs> talks more than you. Is he, has um, he got so, better stats? No, so anyway, I'll let the other guys talk. But anyway, I think it's a very good piece of business for both him and United if it comes to pass.
0: Aye, he's, an, he's an exciting, any of the other two can join in here. He's, he is an exciting prospect, very much to the modern fullback, wingback or whatever, isn't he?
3: He obviously he's obviously had talent, Tom. Um, to go down to Southampton, they've obviously spotted something at a very early, very early age. Um, but he's had a, he's obviously had setbacks with injury. But sometimes things like that can really steal you, steal you up for what's what's ahead in your career. Sometimes footballers think that you know, you know, everything's paved with gold. The, the pavements are are are, are all leading the money all the time, and you know they think they've got it made at sixteen and seventeen. Well, this this lad. It's proof that it doesn't always work like that. You had to go around around the bases to find out. You know that life can be tough, and but as as I say, that's that can sometimes be a good thing. And all I can say now, the, the fact that he's in that United team is is fair play to him. He's playing really well. Every time I see him, as you said, he, he looks he has a modern fullback, but he likes to go up the park. He's, he's weighed in with a few goals, which to be fair, the United team. Will, the, the entire team have, have weighed in the goals this season almost, it seems. Um, and he looks like he's enjoying himself. He looks, every time you see a picture of him, he looks as though he's got a smile on his face, and that's a great place to be in, in Scottish football. That's a great thing to have. And that's a happy camp at Dundee United, uh, and you see that with most of their players, they all look as though they're enjoying themselves. And that, that can only be down to one thing. The manager's got a good a good harmony going on the training field, off, off the park, because, you know, sometimes at football clubs you get wee cliques going, and so and so says this about somebody else, and there's B groups and be factions. It doesn't look like that at Tannadice at the moment. It looks like they're all on this together. And as as for the, the Larry Freeman, oh, the only thing I would say is he's, you know, he's 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 keeping a very good man at the team, and Liam Smith. You know, he's a, a good player in his own right. So he's got to he's got to keep that level of performance up, because uh, that's the only way that uh, he will remain in that in that team. And that's a great thing for for Tam corsa He's now he, you look at the United team. And he's got competition all over the park. Um, I think we mentioned this on podcasts previously. He he has introduced a lot of of young guys and they've not let him down. So everybody knows now that, you know, uh, if you drop your standards, it doesn't matter who you are, you'll be out that team. And it could be a while before you get back in it. So it's a good place. Dundee United are in a very, very good place at this point in time.
0: What more do we need to say other than go to you, George? Because every every Dundee fan wants... A United victory this weekend—you would fancy them up at Dingwall the way they've been playing, wouldn't you?
1: You would. Just looking at the league table, I mean, Ross County are the worst team in the league. It says so on the on paper. Um, but I think well, they need to be...
0: continue. <laughs> yeah. No Offence, we need we need them
1: to do well. I'm, I'm sure the United fans will be keeping an eye. Ross County are playing hibs before they're playing on Wednesday, yeah. so um, yeah, that's right.
3: But the, 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 George, there's a good start in there actually. I, I was looking at the table as well and I do not normally look at the table, but you're, you're having a <laughs> nightmare. <Yeah>. Sorry, you're <laughs> jumping in here. There's a good start in there. I, I, as I say, I don't normally look being a Dundee fan, but then not a look at the table very often. Um, I notice that United have scored 14 goals and they've got 24 points. And Ross County have scored seventeen goals, <laughs> and I've got six points. So I mean, it's quite, it's quite staggering, you know. And, and it shows you, if you've not got a good defence, you've got no chance. Yeah. That's why shock say horror
0: ex goalkeeper looks <laughs> at defensive stats and says that's <laughs> build from it, right.
3: the back, but I mean, it is quite. I mean, yeah. Ross County have scored three more goals in United, than I've got. I'm going to have to do the math here. What is it? 18 points less. it's just crazy stuff, isn't it?
1: Aye. Aye. But
3: how am I going to at that start? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's right. By the way, I mean.
0: <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have yeah. to be
3: right. They just have to be good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> United still have to be wary. I, w- I would say because there's the reports from Ross County. I think a few games that they've lost this season, they've done quite well, and then they've maybe been unlucky to lose. I think they did quite well at Tannadice. Actually, it was quite a close mm-hmm. game. United got the better of, so it's it's one to be wary of. I, I would say no going up there and expecting to win or anything like that. Um I'm sure, I'm sure Tom Court will have them focused. And you you would fancy them up there, but it's, it's the Premiership, you know. Every, they pop up with results all the time. Although Ross County, and I'll start you and you're way behind here. The Ross County haven't won at home yet this season, so there you go. Banker, away banker. You and
0: I think there's been a bit of collusion here.
2: <laughs> I think there has, aye. I think there has. I think I've, I think I've lost my title of Stato. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, no, I think I have. I, I, I do take George's point about uh, they can't be complacent going up there, um, and there are some quality players in that Ross County side. You know, um, I like Hungbo. I think he, he's got a bit of class about him. You know, so. Um, I mean we saw we saw that at Denz, not to, to, to remind you of that but hung board's like um the, but the, yeah the, and yeah. I think I think the boy is it the Boy Clark as well. Harry Clark, he was very yeah, good. At Harry yeah Harry Clark as well, another another player. So they've got players and it's always that thing as well. And I know Ross County have to do it every second week. But it's always that thing about the journey as well. It is. I know Dun United yeah. are going to go up and they're going to stay overnight and they do things professionally. And in the grand scheme of things in English football, these sides are making these journeys every single week. But there's still always that thing about the journey and about it going and being a difficult place to play because you've had to travel a distance to get to it. So, so it's not as simple as as uh, Ross County are down there and Dun United are up there.
0: Well, all will be revealed on Saturday after this. Or heading across the road, or is it to McDermott Parker Gayfield? Right, Dundee, George, you broke some big news. That's not a surprise in my voice, that was trying to make it <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dundee's owners, uh, Tim Keys and, and John Nelms, have been in talks with uh, John Bennett, who owns Dens Park, has owned it. Since 2009. Um, and it, they're looking to buy Dens Park back into club hands. And then the plan is to sell that on, make a wee bit of cash, and use that to partly fund the new development at Camperdown Park. So hopefully, it's kind of heralding the next step and potentially getting themselves to the promised land of a new stadium uh, in the next few years. Although, I do remember writing a few years ago that the spade in the ground was supposed to be in 2018, I think. So we'll, uh, we'll wait and see how it goes. But it certainly looks like a step forward. Um, I think it's about coming up with, with cash. The price they have agreed with, with John Bennett because he's he's quite happy. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday, actually, and he's quite happy to, as it is, but he's also more than happy to sell it back to the club. Uh, he said it's completely up to... Up to Dundee uh when it happens or if it happens. So it looks like they're moving to try and make it happen and then we'll see what happens in terms of building works and possibly Camperdown park. And if I can just say on this subject, um because I've
0: had dealings with them for a long time. No surprise, nobody should be surprised that John Bennett will accommodate Dundee's wishes. Yeah. As long as they're reasonable. Incredible goodwill and money to both Dundee and Dundee United. Remember, he was a Dundee United director uh, for a for a mm-hmm. quite a good spell. But he has been so helpful uh, to both clubs down the years. And the fact he owns Dens, we should probably remind everyone, he bought Dens to help Dundee pay off debts. Mm-hmm. It gave it, it gave them, a, and he is he, a, a man who. Maybe the most surprising thing about that story, George, is you spoke to him because he's a <laughs> yeah. lovely man, but he seeks no publicity whatsoever. Yeah. He, he, he would he would love for us not to be speaking about him. He just likes to go about his life. But he's, he's been an amazing... Ask anybody at Denzer yeah. Tannadice down the years. He's been an amazing guy uh, and always willing to help from little things to, to, to major things. And uh, great, great credit to him again. Mm-hmm. But Bear, are you ready for a spell out of the city watching
3: Dundee? Oh, that that'll be interesting if that, that does come to pass. First of all, on John Bennett, you're right, Tom. Um, I think everyone should realise that John Bennett has played a major role in making sure that Dundee are still here at, at this point in time. You know, Dundee have had some really sticky situations over the past twenty years and you know, if it hadn't been for someone like John Bennett, um we might not have a Dundee FC to speak about, so to say, but great story again, George, it's good to see that, uh, uh, the owners are still, are still, hopefully, going to build a new stadium, because as much as we love Denz Park, you know, the time has come, you know, to move to a modern, a modern facility, and that is something that Denz is not, and and redeveloping it, which would, I'm sure every, every fan, would love that to happen, that, that's just impossible, the money we'd have to throw at that, so, what I would say as well, though, is, is about John Bennett is he's a businessman and his yeah. he, business head uh, will come into play here. Now, what, what I've got to get my head around is, obviously, if Dundee are to buy the stadium back, they have to agree a price with John Bennett for the stadium. Now, moving on from that, I take it George that Dundee then are looking to sell Dens Park and use that money to fund some of the new stadium. Now, as as much as John Bennett loves Dundee, is he going to sell? John Bennett will be well aware of the market value of Dens Park and the surrounding area. So, is he going to sell to Dundee for a, a, a cup price deal to get that stadium off his hands, or is he going to sell at the market value? By which case, you would say, well, why would why would the American owners, John Nelms and Tim Keyes, pay shall we say a million pound to John Nelms? Uh, uh, sorry to, to to John Bennett when they will ultimately only make a million pounds if, if, hmm. if they sell the ground. There's, there's no money to be made in that. Um, moving on from that, I mean, if Dundee have, have to ground share for, for a certain point in time, how much is that going to actually cost Dundee to do that over the course of...
1: Well, the, the question on on that would be, because how much it costs them to upkeep Dens Park, just at the, yeah. the basic status it is at the moment, because everyone probably listening has been the tenniss part in the past yes. long while and it's it's not the nicest stadium in in the country no, it could be a- but
3: they do get revenue in there um George and and, and you've got to look at your Grim sharing with someone else yeah um,
1: the, you, you know, know how,
3: how do they sell hospitality packages etc I said I know and I know it's the about McDermott Park and possibly gayfield but Tom, you can maybe tell me on this one. I mean, does Gayfield, I mean, it used to be I had to have a, a, a certain criteria to, to, I think be they've listened to that. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, so, so uh, is Gayfield up to scratch on that point, though? I mean, do the, uh, d- does Gayfield uh, have enough accommodation seating wise to accommodate, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's good. It's a good point. Gayfield, Ewan uh, knows better than I from his proximity and recent visits there. Gayfield's a cracking wee stadium, but are the SPFL going to be happy about being used for
2: potentially for top flight games? Well, well they might have to next season. Yeah, so, that's what I was going to say. They might, they might have to look at that quicker than even this ground sharing yeah, thing yeah. if, but if things I'll, continue with, with the way they're going. Yes,
0: aye.
3: I mean, I, I remember, I remember there the were issues. In the, I remember when Dundee going away back when they built their new stands behind both goals. And you know Dundee one there was Dundee just got a, a typical Dundee FC I so think they were they only got the safety certificates about 48 yeah. hours before the actual <laughs> yeah. yeah before the actual First Premier League game was played or they wouldn't have been allowed to, to the whole host games there. Think, and, 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 yeah and
1: yeah go on George I, I don't know exactly what the rules are at the moment which you probably should check before coming on the podcast but um no, they're no, not no. as stringent as they were by then because remember yeah. um Falkirk No, got that, they, they have out. been
0: they're, they're, yeah. they have rightly been eased to accommodate clubs, hopefully like our yeah. both, who might, yeah. Uh, yeah, might you know get up and it gives up gives them that chance. But yeah, well that that well, might well, be a point. What's the thing with paradise, post- word- George? Why, yeah. why 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 don't? I mean, don't get me wrong. If Dundee United don't want to do it, totally fine. But why won't Dundee even consider that?
1: I think I think they're purely thinking about the, the fans. I would guess yeah. would the fans be happy going to? I know that they have done before, actually, haven't they?
0: Yes, I've. Yeah. I have. Yeah, so Dundee draw with Rangers at nice when they knew, the new the
1: the Bobby Cox and the Bob Shankly were were under construction. Um, I, I'm not privy to exactly what the, the reasoning is, but I, I know that the, the only ones that they've been talking about were St Johnston and Gayfield. Um, yeah, and there might be others. I, I don't even know if there's any others that are even close. Enough, yeah,
3: but, I find that I find that very strange. Yeah. you're just coming on that, like, Tom. I mean, it's a no-brainer for me and I've been a Dundee fan for over 50 years to go and play the If United It doesn't look a day over 30 Exactly If United Thank you very much <laughs> uh, If United if I was United, looking I, for something back there Bear yeah. <laughs> Your screen's a bit hazy Tom at this end I wouldn't want to say anything at this point in time especially since you've been you've been out in Glasgow yesterday all uh, whole day Um but Tannadice is a no-brainer for me. I, I mean, I, I don't see a problem, in it. and I know there are certain Dundee fans who will not set foot inside Tannadice. But I would suggest you will get more fans uh, if Dundee have to Grimsby. You get more fans going to Tannadice to watch them playing there than you will get going to Mcdermott Park or to Gayfield on a regular basis. Um, it, it seems very strange. I mean, it may me change. Um, um, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that I mean, the relationships between the clubs are quite good. I mean, so I, I, I think I mean I don't think that 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 they're that bad that they wouldn't even consider. And, and from United's perspective, I mean, obviously it would, would be increased revenue for them, and surely that's that's what it's all about. And also what I will say, is, let's have a thought to the the businesses in in the area, yeah. you know, the pubs and etc. Yeah. And, and the bakers etc. who who make an absolute. Bomb every Saturday when when the away fans are coming to town, three thousand Aberdeen fans. They had to go someplace for the, the hour and a half before the game before they got in. So all the pubs around the area would, would have been packed. Now, would you take that up to Perth? That you'll not get that. And then you'll after that, the, oh, it would be you know, in the so, stadium
1: outside the outside the Kingsway.
3: So yeah, absolutely. But as good news, as good news that the, the, the uh, as good news that they're still considering the stadium. As good news for Dundee because it obviously means that the owners are. St- you would suspect, are still in it for the long haul, even after, what's that now, seven or eight years of being at Dents? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still committed to this football club. And to have, to have that... Uh, Sorry, my phone rang. <laughs> John Nelms. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no chance of
3: that. To have that... It says, is,
0: it says potential spam, which... It's yeah. given me an idea for lunch.
3: <laughs> yeah, to, to have that security when Dundee have, have basically bounced around in the top flight and in the championship shows you know, great commitment and I think Dundee fans should, should appreciate that.
2: How do you feel, Bear, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to you discussing this. How, how do you feel from a fan's perspective of the prospect of leaving Dens Park? Quite a, aside from the fact that we'll have to rename this podcast if that happens. But how do you <laughs> feel from a fan's perspective?
0: To our of, teams, uh, one long
2: street. <laughs> I won very yeah. long street <laughs> um, but but I mean how do you feel because I mean I know supporters have got that real attachment to a, a, a ground they've been going to for decades you know and then yeah. suddenly they're going somewhere different how do you feel about that prospect uh,
3: yeah uh, it will be uh, gotten to leave to leave Dens Um one because it's been our home for so long, and you know it's like like anything. It is your home. You, you, you're used to going there every second Saturday, and it's where you've had some great memories. It's where you maybe had some not so great memories, but still memories, you know, of your past. You know, maybe have you been along? Have your fathers taking you? All or, or your friends, and maybe some friends aren't there anymore. So everybody's got their own memories of 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 Dens. But you know, look at the I look at the stadium. No, uh, Dundee United who won. <laughs> Two league cups in the league there. Well, that's right. You had to bring it up. <laughs> United will be more gutted than Dundee. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you've also got, you know, the, the habitual thing where you, you've you've got your favourite pub or club. You go to beforehand and you meet early and maybe go after for a couple of pints and, and you know discuss discuss the matches. So that would all have to change. But we're in the twenty first century, and we're playing we're playing in it. A stadium that's that's fit for the early part, I would suggest of the twentieth century. And I was watching the TV uh, the other night, and it was to be fair, it was it was the Bundesliga. And you know, I'm I'm not comparing because it's no like for like here, you uh, in terms of the finance. But s- some of the stadiums are out of this world. Now, if Dundee could get a, a purpose-built stadium up at uh, up at Camperdown, that was made for for twenty-first century football, it'd be a fantastic. Uh, Arena, I think, and I think fans would would take to it because of what what they could have, and I also I firmly believe that and that this was mentioned right from the outset, although it was rejected out of hand, that the two clubs should look to ground share up at Camperdown Park. I think that would be that would be the way forward. You know, I mean that doesn't go down, down too well, obviously, across the road, and I'm sure it probably wouldn't go down too well at times, but it makes utter sense because if you've got a stadium. What you want is you want that stadium full every single week. You want traffic and going there all the time. So you're getting revenue and, revenue you know, there isn't any sort of three-week gaps like we've just heard at Dens. Yeah. There's money coming through the, through the coffers. You've got retail, you've got hospitality, all in the one area. Um, you know, and you've, you we're now being in a, in, a, in a city in Dundee where it, it can be done. It can be done, you know. We've seen it elsewhere in the world where they can share. Um, but uh, yeah, as much as I love Denz and and I would hate to leave. We'd always have the memories, you We'd always have the memories. We'd discard the bad memories. Of United all those mentioned. trophies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd discard the bad memories and we'd move into some place that we could really be proud of. Proud for the club, but proud for the city as well. That it was a cracking arena.
2: And how would you feel about sorry, I'm I'm just asking one more question, Tom I promise. Yeah. Uh, keep how, it quick. How how do you right? So if if it's if it does come to, in this. No, there's no stats in this. <laughs> if it does come to pass that they have to ground share in the two the two opportunities are Gayfield or McDermott Park, where would you rather be as a supporter on a on a Saturday to watch Dundee out of those two grounds?
3: That's a good question. That's a very I mean I I, I would I would say I would say Gayfield one because it's uh because of the, yeah, it's neither. Um, it's and freezing. I think,
2: uh, it is freezing, you're uh, right. It's not Costa del Gayfield. It's always like sunshine. We're always in hammocks and everything like that. It's beautiful at Gayfield. i wonder worn would would coat be, in August at Gayfield. I think it would be a cracking atmosphere.
3: True. for I've done the, if we could get a few, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what the, what's the capacity of Gayfield?
2: I think it's around 6,600. So, and I think, and, and I think I'm, I'm with you, I think atmosphere.
3: You'd get, it'd be bursting. It'd be bursting at the seams, I would suggest most most weeks but uh, I'm hoping it doesn't come with that I'm hoping that they get their heads together and, and if they do have to ground share it's with their neighbours across the street I mean everybody looking at that we go what you're, you're leaving going to the city to, to play elsewhere I mean it just seems daft totally daft but I'm sure there's more to come from this story George and you're just the man well, on hopefully. that subject George quickly have we got a time scale
1: yeah, we have to be finished by 10 o'clock this morning no <laughs> Not us, George. <laughs> Have we got a timescale for dance No, we don't at the moment. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Uh, I think it's just um, come to an agreement with, with I don't then. think
0: it's going to happen before
1: 10 o'clock. They, actually, saying that <laughs> they, they had hoped it would be done when Tim Keyes was in the country uh, last month. I think he was around for the Aberdeen game, I think. Uh, off the top of my head. That was the hope that when he came into the country, they, that was one of the things they, they could get done, but they didn't manage to. And
0: turning out uh, the pitch they currently use back to action this weekend, tough game.
1: Thankfully. It's been a while. Um yeah. Although they have been beaten Millerwell uh dens already this season. Um although Motherwell have come a long way since then. Uh the fans were wanting their, their manager sacked that day. I think they were they were really unhappy with the way their team had played. Since then they're up to what, fourth in the table, fifth in the table, sorry. Um and they're going Fifth. really well, yeah. <laughs> Another start Ewan's yeah. missed out on. And they're, they're a right stuffy team. They, they seem like a really difficult team to beat at the moment. Um, also, I had a look back at Dundee's recent record against Mullerball. St Johnston is Wednesday and then Rangers is next week. Of the last five against all, all those teams, they've only picked up one point and that was against Rangers. So... It's probably the three teams that Dundee least like to play. I would say
3: that was an encouraging feature for Dundee fans that one, George.
1: So I thought. Um, so, but these runs are there to be broken. So um, I'm not all doom and gloom. Dundee had three weeks off; they should be well rested. Hopefully, ready to go. Um, hopefully, Lee Griffiths might be right up to speed. I, I, th- I think they've got a real chance on Saturday although Motherwell have been going well I th- I'm really interested to see what Dundee comes out at the, the end of this three weeks uh, and what is coming for the next what five or six weeks until the winter break, it's a really key p- point in the season for them.
0: Well hopefully they can start what could be the final chapter in Dens Park's rich tangerine history with a, <laughs> with a dark blue victory over Motherwell After this a brief round up of everything else Ewan, it seems only right if we're if we're looking at everything else. Manager of the year. Should they just give it to Dick Campbell at Arbroath? Yeah, hundred
2: percent. So win on Saturday. Uh, yeah, outstanding. Mr.
0: Penalty and still beat the league leaders Missed on the own Mr. Penalty. Round.
2: Never never won it never won it, Kamarnock in their history as well, you know, so so there's a stat for you. I mean that's that's the history in the making from them. And but to be honest with you, the thing about it is I wasn't even surprised that they won because they're they're so good. They're so capable of winning these games and really I think they'll finish in the top four this year so they're going to, we might get that question answered over whether the stadium criteria fits or not sooner than we think because I really do think that they'll finish in the top four this season, they're not going to say that because they're not complacent and they will be happy getting to that 40 points target Um, but um, once they get to 40 points target they'll kick on and Dick Campbell 68 um, and he keeps saying coincidentally my brother 68 as well yesterday Um, what longevity, I mean I think that's the 34th year in management and coaching it's just incredible what he has achieved over that period of time Um, and he's a great entertainer, I think everybody in Scottish football knows who Dick Campbell is Um, he's a great character he gets the players going he's old school and yeah, honestly I I, I think we need to to look out out with the top flight and say Dick Campbell, what a job he's doing with a part-time team and where he's got them to so, yeah, manager of the year, Dick Campbell. And you see, he's sixty-eight, but he's full of enthusiasm. He looks
0: fit as a fiddle. He, he's loving it. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should dismiss it. Hopefully there's not ageism. Maybe our big worry could be somebody else might want him. I mean, George, there's a club quite close to your heart looking for a manager just now. Dick for Old Trafford?
1: <laughs> I, that would be very, very interesting. I tell uh, you, I
0: so some of the Billy Big t- times there <laughs> we'd get a shock.
1: Dick Campbell and Cristiano Ronaldo head to head at last. Uh, it's been superb. I mean it's pains me to say it as well, because my team's languishing at the bottom of that table as well. I in, in uh, saw so
0: a bit of them, George. For those who have forgotten or are listening for the first time george is english and likes coming <laughs> oh no he's not he's scottish apparently yeah. but it's just, it's just england to me but the, the look in the doldrums to say yeah, the least
1: the, the, it's hopefully we'll, we'll follow the, the same blueprint as the last couple of seasons where it takes a, a few months to get the the brand new team from the summer together and then we kick on and second up. but no i agree with, with you and i think our both will be in the playoffs i think there's a Quite a few poor teams in the bottom half of the that championship, including my team. So, what automatic promotion? Well, if they can beat Comanik away, they're only two points off the top. Beat Kilmarnock away. It was a
0: drop at Inverness, was it? No, they beat. They beat no, Inverness, they beat Inverness, Inverness as well. well. Sorry, yeah. I beg their pardon, but I remember that game was. I looked. I looked. Funny enough, you know, I looked at the stats of that game, and it was. It was Bro It wasn't a fluke. It was a. It was a ninety minutes that we They were obviously the better team. You you go part time or not? You go a week two form teams in the league other than yourself and take six points you've got to be as much as Dick doesn't want to be considered serious contenders he wants uh, them to remain under the radar you've got to think they're in this promotion
2: fight for real they beat beat Patrick Fissel convincingly at Gayfield as well and they're one of the the sides that's right up there now as well so um, they've got Rafe Rovers in a few weeks so that's going to be the the big test at Gayfield I think that's going to really and underline where their ambitions are, but yeah, they could be any side in that league. Really, comf- they could can be any side in the league. So why not? Great stuff. Sadly, that's all we've got
0: time for. Well done, George and Bear for ganging up on Ewan without with your stats. Ewan, disappointed. You're fighting for your you're fighting for your place in the side. You'll be <laughs> in next week, but you've got work to do, son.
2: If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review
0: or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us.
3: Don't forget to pick up your copy of The Tele Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens
2: and Tannadice. Or go to tele.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.